Happy Blue Friday, 12s, on this edition of Seahawks Forever. Some injury news. We get clarity on the offensive line, what it's going to look like against the Detroit Lions, and I think we got some good news today. Also on the defensive side of the ball, the debut of the Seahawks' top draft pick and another defensive star not too far away. Pete Carroll's latest comments and my reaction to them on this episode of Seahawks Forever. Welcome to the Seahawks Forever podcast. In-depth analysis on everything Seahawks. And now, here's your host, Dan Viennes. Welcome in, everybody, and especially would like to say hello and thank you to Lions fans. For the second week in a row, I do my preview show with Chris Perfett of uh, Pride of Detroit, and the first day or two, not a lot of traction. And then it gets, <laughs> then the algorithm sends it to Detroit Lions fans, and it kind of blew up. And lots and lots of comments from those fans, really cool fan base, a lot of, a lot of respectful give and take there, and... Um, Really looking forward to hoping for uh, an entertaining game on Sunday. But for that to happen, Seahawks need to fix some things, right? We know they need to fix, obviously, some execution, some performance issues. But injuries are really the talk of this week. And we got some clarity this morning from Pete Carroll as he went on local radio. Before we get started, uh, if you like this channel, you want to support it, hit that like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you prefer audio podcasts, you can subscribe on whichever audio platform you prefer so you get notifications of new episodes. On Apple Podcasts, if you really like the show, leave a review. On Spotify, if you'd like ad-free episodes, you can subscribe monthly for 99 cents a month. Uh, it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, links in the description. Also, if you want to buy me a coffee or a beer, I've already got uh, some beers in the coffer. Looking forward to cashing in on those. Um that's probably the coolest way that you can support the show. That link is in the description as well. So Pete Carroll today went on local radio with Steve Rabel, does a play-by-play -play for the Seahawks, and talked about injuries, right? Specifically, we start on the offensive line because that's, that's, where, <laughs> that's where there's a lot of panic. A lot of sky is falling stuff this week. And at the end of the show, I'm going to give you my thoughts on reality, how the NFL works. Uh and uh, an overreaction, and that's kind of fun. But the Seahawks wasted no time in addressing, throwing some bodies at the potential problem. We got news earlier this week, of course, that Abe Lucas, the right tackle, is going on injury reserve, will have to miss a minimum of four games. And while we've talked at length about how sort of confounding this injury is, where... Again, just to recap, Pete says there is no structural damage. They've done all the scans. They've, they've done all the imaging. There is no damage to the meniscus or the patella tendon or, or any of the ligaments in there. But it's uh, something that's been nagging Lucas since last year. Um, he's never had durability issues. Started 41 games at Washington State. Go Cougs. Um, and that's what kind of made it mysterious. Pete today blended a little bit more mystery to it and said that Abe's going to be going through a quote unquote process that he has to go through and they hope to get him back at the end of his IR stint. To me, just sort of speculating, um, I wonder if they're talking about some sort of injection. If you recall, Bobby Wagner had a nagging knee issue his last two or I think three seasons in Seattle that sort of led to 
to his release ultimately, because he, he even admits now he wasn't hundred percent healthy. And the week before the regular season started, he would always go, I believe it was to the UK to get those platelet rich injections. Um, that kind of speeds up healing. Um, he didn't, he didn't leave the team this preseason, which speaks to, I think how, how healthy Bobby looks and all the things we've heard about how, how quick he looks. Um, maybe it's something like that. The, the word process, not a procedure, no surgery. They're not cutting him, but a process. Maybe it's just PT, um, but we'll see. Hopefully that's not a lingering degenerative thing that's going to nag Lucas as he moves forward. With Charles Cross, we got some positive news today from Pete. Um, about how that toe injury really progressed. And Cross took a step forward this week, but he just wasn't ready to go against Detroit. They're going to go week to week with it, and they hope that next week he comes back and he feels better. So in the meantime, the Seahawks make some moves. They signed a couple of practice squad guys. Um, I'm, I'm especially high on McClendon Curtis. I've seen some fourth and fifth round grades on him. Um, a small school kid from Chattanooga, played in the Senior Bowl, did really well. Real intense physical player, has mostly played guard, but can play some right tackle, played some right tackle, got some reps there at the Senior Bowl. And um, and then the other young player that the Seahawks got off the um, Tampa Bay practice squad, Pete says they view him as a left tackle. So that would be insurance for the insurance if, if Stone Forsyth were to go down. But the big news is Jason Peters, the veteran, <laughs> and I mean veteran, left tackle. Entering his 20th NFL season. If he plays for the Seahawks, he will have played 20 years in the NFL. 41 years old, 6'4, 328 pounds. Played for Dallas last year, about 250 snaps, nine time Pro Bowler, two time All Pro. This is what Pete had to say about Jason Peters, how he looked this week the decision to sign him, and whether or not he can contribute against the Lions. We went back and looked at every play that he had last year with Dallas, and uh, he, he wound up playing in a couple spots to help him out. He really looked good. He moved well. He was light on his feet, uh, and obviously uh, very you know, well-grooved about the game and all understand how to set and how to read guys and all that kind of stuff. And he came out here on the practice field, and for the most part, looks like he'd been practicing. And now we limited the number of reps that he took, but he looked, again, light on his feet. He was bouncing around. Uh, he's he's an old salt that, man, he totally gets the game, knows what's going on, is really um, uh, equipped to help guys around him and help the young guys. He loves talking the game and talking technique and principles and approach and all that stuff. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> we got to give him some time to get going, you know, to get practicing because he was, he was home working out on his own. Uh, which is not anywhere near the same thing. Yeah, but uh, he's really determined to nail this 20th season. And uh, he's got a lot of pride about that, which is great. And he, he just may wind up helping us. And so um, there, I, don't, I haven't seen anything that wouldn't tell us that. Kind of a long soundbite there. Um, but I, I wanted you to get a feel for the tone of Pete's message. Because while he then essentially ruled out that he'll play this week against Detroit, which means Stone Forsyth will be the starter there. Um, I kind of read into his tone that we may never see Jason Peters play a snap for the Seahawks. 
When you couple what he just said about Jason and how good he looks and they love his experience and they think he can still play, that they're really encouraged by where Charles Cross is today versus Sunday. They want to be careful with it because he said, especially guys of his size, when they get toe injuries, it can be bothersome. Uh, Russell Okung, I think back in 2014 or 15, missed eight games with turf toe. They haven't classified Cross's injury as turf toe. They've called it a sprained toe. Is that semantics or not? Um, I think Peters was signed strictly as insurance. And that it's quite possible, in my opinion, that if Cross were to come back next week and be good to go, that Peters would then again be released. Or maybe he would he would be willing to stay on the practice squad just in case. But I don't think it's a I don't think it's a given that Jason Peters is going to play at any point for the Seahawks. Uh, on the other side of the ball, some big updates on defense. Devin Witherspoon is good to go, full speed. And, and I want you to listen closely to what Pete says. I have some sound about that here as well, to what he says about Devin and his progression. And then he kind of lumps it together with an update on Jamal Adams. Here's what Pete had to say about the two defensive backs. Yeah, Devin's going to play. He had a great week, and, and he had a good week last week. Uh, he was limited. He was unlimited in his reps. He could do everything, and he, which he did well. Um, he had a big week. He made plays in practice and had fun with it and the whole thing. He's, his juice is obvious, and he's on the, on the field. So he's going. Um, Jamal had his first week back, and he had a ball. I mean, he was out there running around and making plays on the service team, you know, and getting them fired up. He is such a fireball. Those two guys in particular have about as much spirit as a couple guys could have. So when they're all back together and and, and out there playing, it's going to be a good scene for us. It's going to take us a little bit, but only positive stuff coming from those two reports. Yeah, Deb. Agreed. A couple of takes there. I I said as far back as the beginning of training camp, I thought they were going to be cautious with Jamal, but that didn't necessarily mean that he wasn't ready to go. I think we we saw the videos. We saw him working out. We saw him going laterally and full speed and running stairs and all of that. Um, Pete has talked time and time again about football condition and wanting to make sure he's ready for that and the start and stop and the intensity of it all. Uh, sounds to me like he's running out there full speed and uh, getting close to where they think he'll be able to play in games. Next week, the week after, we'll see. Devin Witherspoon, what I like about what he said there is, did you catch this? Had a good week last week, had a great week this week. So that would indicate to me they they wanted to ease him in last week, take it easy on that hamstring, and this week they turned him loose, cut him loose, full speed. Making plays. I like when he said that. He's he's running around there making plays. Much has been said about the end of that Rams game and how defeated the Seahawks looked. They showed some reaction shots on the sideline. Guys look stunned. And even afterwards, Chino Smith, DK Metcalf, a couple of players addressed, Rams played harder than us. We, we didn't play as hard as we can. They didn't come out and say we took them lightly, but that was the tone. They underestimated the Rams. They're not going to underestimate the Lions. This Lions team comes in with as much momentum and buzz as any team in the league. Kind of remind me of the Bengals a couple years ago when they started to really put it together. The Jags might be close to kind of being in that category now. They're going to be playing at home in front of a raucous dome stadium crowd that's hungry for a winner. And for the first time in four decades has sold out every home game. They're going to be ready to go. Um, 
The Seahawks are going to have to do it with Stone Forsyth and Jake Curran playing at tackle. But on defense, I thought something that would have helped. I, I think I said it on the live stream with Dane on the PSF app. Devin Witherspoon, Jamal Adams would have affected the energy of that defense. They just looked flat. Forget about the talent, right? Kobe Bryant struggled at times in that game. Devin Witherspoon's coverage ability, his ability to read and react, um, read patterns and coverages is uh, is pretty outstanding. It's, it, it's much better than Kobe Bryant, I think we would all agree. So that kind of energy will certainly help the Seahawks on Sunday. Do they have a shot to win? There's some people that think there's no shot. You go and read the comments of the preview episode. No shot, no shot, not a chance in hell. The Seahawks are done. I've heard people have said that. Even Seahawks fans, they're done talking about firing the coach. How long have you been watching the NFL? How long have you been watching football? That's not how it works, man. Week one is the toughest to predict. Are the Bengals garbage? Are the Giants as bad as we saw? That dog in the background doesn't think so. He's pissed. It's the NFL, man. There is never such a thing as a team that has no chance. Do the Seahawks have a hill to climb? Absolutely they do. They need to come out. They need to play inspired football, and they need to fix some things X and O wise. And the guys that have to step up for the injured players have to play well. Bottom line, could they pull off an upset? I'm not expecting them to, and my expectations for this week are I just want to see them compete. I want to see a step forward. I want to see signs that maybe they can come out against Carolina, get their first win, and go from there. But anything can happen. This is the NFL, and if you forget that, it'll come back to bite you. And if you forget that, I sure hope you're not someone that likes to put money on games. Um, For the game, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Check out the PSF app. It's available on Android now. PSF Pro Sports fans, download it. Apple or Android. Get into the Seahawks chat room. Uh, Follow that chat room. That is where all the live streams will happen. Dana and I will live stream all during the game. React with us. Celebrate with us. Analyze. Grieve. (laughs) Get pissed. Whatever. Uh, we can even invite some of you in and have you on video. It's like Manning Cast, but for fans. So definitely check it out, and it is free. Get that downloaded, and we'll see you during the game. Like this video, subscribe, buy me a coffee or a beer if you want to. Until next week, um, this is Seahawks Forever. I'm Dan Viennes. I'll have a reaction show immediately following that Lions game. Go Hawks, forever and always. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.